Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to the live Q&A of yours. Truly hope y'all are doing well on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you guys are after it, going after your purpose and, and fulfilling it for God's glory. But for those who's watching for the very first time, my name is Joshua, as also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help make you the goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching this video, like, man, that guy right there, I like his vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. Because I would love to be a coach online. But for those who's been rocking with me for a long time, whether you've been a subscriber for 13, 14 years or you've been a subscriber for 13, 14 minutes, I want to say thank you so much for um, trusting what God has entrusted to me. Like I always say, I pray it continues to be treasured to you. But as everyone is coming in live and also if you've been like, man, I've been watching some of your videos and you've been doing a little you've been answering people's questions. If you want to make sure that you can be a part of these live Q&A's, make sure you hit all post notifications when you subscribe. So you'll know when I go live and you'll be able to be in the mix and hopefully I can answer your your questions. And so let's get right into some of the things that I have for those who are new to what I do. I write books, car, create card games, stuff like that. So my latest book, Facts Over Feelings, is now available. And man, I ain't been really been promoting a card game to go with it. Anyway, I'm gonna get some graphics to promote that. But the book Facts Over Feelings now available. Great card game to go with it too. It's a fun card game to help you process your feelings. But this book right here is a great book to help you process your feelings so that you can get back to fulfilling your purpose. So I pray that uh, resource is a blessing to you. Also got a book on wholeness, uh, book on singleness, book on dating, book on soul ties, book on discernment. If you have a question about whether something's a counterfeit or a counterpart, uh, great book there, children's book, as well as a book on spiritual warfare, all that good stuff available now on my website, imunplugged.com. Now let's see who's all here. So far, it's just me. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, Tanita Anderson says, I just need advice on waiting on God and really stop focusing on having a husband. I want to start fasting to get closer to God. How do I start? Great question. Well, the goal is to make sure that you're fasting for for fasting um, the right way, right? The goal is not to fast to hopefully that the fast is a quick, uh, is a fast way for me to get uh, uh, awareness of who my husband is. Now, that's not what you want. But in order for you to get to that place where you trust God, you have to ask yourself, number one, do I trust God's timing? Do I understand God's timing? Do I appreciate God's timing? Do I see the value of God's timing? And secondly, am I actually, uh, do I match the thing that I want to latch? Or do I match the thing that I want to catch, right, into my life, right? So you have to say, okay, if waiting on God is becoming worrisome, then I have to make sure that I'm working some in order for, not, for it not to be worrisome. And so, so many people, they get into a worrisome type of flow because they're so focused on what they want to flow into their life instead of working on themselves to ensure that they match what they're asking God for. I always ask people all the time, write down a sheet of paper what you want in a husband. Write down a sheet of paper what you want in a wife and ask yourself honestly, do you match what you're asking for? Instead of wasting your time praying for a man, utilize that time to prepare for a man. Instead of utilizing your time to, to get so consumed with um, when is this person coming, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera, you should say, okay, what must I do to prepare myself for the opportunity? Prepare myself for that individual. So I just need advice on waiting on God and really stop focusing on, on having a husband. The goal is to take that energy and focus on you. Don't focus on a husband. Focus on being the type of wife that type of husband you desire desires to have, right? And so. When it comes to fasting, you got to make sure that fasting is not about trying to get an answer, but fasting is about getting close to the answer so that the closer you get to God, the more you are able to discern 
the things of God versus asking for things from God, right? So when it comes fast, you start by asking God, is this a fast uh, worthy situation? Do I need to fast right now? Am I called to this fast? Because if you fast to get things to come to you fast, then you'll find those things won't last. Hotel. Natural uh, says <clears throat> advice on dating someone who believes in God, but not Jesus. The word of God says, can two walk together lest they be agreed? The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. Now, why? The first verse is two cannot walk together unless they agree. If you serve two different gods, then who uh, whose God are y'all going to follow ultimately? Right. So if he believes in God, but don't believe in Jesus and Jesus, the way the truth in a life, and no one can come to the Father but through him, then you have to process if you even should be with him. And that's not even nothing, nothing to really process because how can y'all agree? If if y'all don't believe in the same God, how will y'all, what will y'all agree on when it comes to um, parenting, when it comes to uh, um, um, finances, when it comes to uh, oh, wh whatever the different things that happens in relationships, right? So my advice is, it's time to really ask yourself, do I desperately want love? Because when you're desperate for love, you will never rise above, right? When you're desperate for love, then you'll be, you'll find yourself settling for anyone and you'll just settle for the fact that he believes in a God, right? Versus believing in the God, right? Because when it comes down what the word of God says about Christ and what the word of God says about your obedience to him, how can y'all walk together in that part, right? And the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked with non-believers, if that person is not a believer, how can he be spiritually sustained by God? So all of a sudden your marriage is lopsided. Your relationship will be lopsided because then all of a sudden you're the one praying to God. And now you got to carry this unsaved weight. Do you know how heavy unsaved weight is? Do you know how much weight the Holy Spirit helps carries in a relationship? How much weight the Holy Spirit helps balances out in a marriage? I'm so glad that my wife is sold out to God because her spiritual walk with God, her sustainability by the Spirit of God, her being filled with the Spirit of God helps carry unnecessary weight, helps balances out. But if you being a believer sustained by God and then all of a sudden you got to carry unnecessary unsaved weight, meaning that there's no spirit in him to apologize. There's no spirit of God to change the way he thinks about a certain thing. There's no spirit of God. So when there's issues in your relationship, now you got to utilize your time dealing with unnecessary stuff because there's no spirit of God activated in him to renew his mind, to, to, to after renewing his mind, to renew his habits. So when the spirit of God is in both of you all, then you have something that you can bank on that if if, if something is unstable in your marriage, you got this. You can utilize the spirit of God to, and you will trust that he submitted to the spirit of God to be able to renew his mind and which then will renew his habits in time. That's my advice on that. Hope that Shariah Reynolds says how to not pursue a man while showing interest. Great questions. I was asked out on a date, but it didn't happen. We were communicating through email. Should I present him uh, with any opportunity? No, 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 no. The number one thing that you find out in a man's pursuit of you is his consistency. His consistency, even after communicated standards, will really prove to you where you stand with him. See, a lot of guys, they don't want to hear your standards because they want to see you bend. They don't want to see you stand. They want to see you bend because they want something sexually. Right. But if you got a man who is consistent and has got clear clarification, a clear clearance from God to pursue you, then whatever your standards are, he'll stand with you in those standards because those standards are his. Right. But if a man is not consistent, even in this. Right. Then 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 you're going to find yourself 
in a situation you don't want to be in. Now, the first thing is how to not pursue a man. A woman should not pursue a man. A woman with God doesn't have to make herself available. A woman in God, a woman of God doesn't have to pursue a man. Contrary to what people say out here, they feel like, hey, these men ain't pursuing. That's when you put your life in your own hands. All you have to do is be is, is a woman is to pursue God and pursue purpose. And as you pursue purpose, when the man finds a wife, See, the Bible that says when a woman finds a man, she finds she obtains favor. She finds a good thing and obtain a favor. The word of God says when a man finds a wife and also with that, fellas, that doesn't mean that you go out there looking for a woman. A man is supposed to pursue from a place of rest, not from a place of stress or a place of press. Right. Or a place of trying to impress. A man should be awakened, quickened by the Holy Spirit to pursue from a place of rest. Adam was at a rested state when Eve was pulled out of him. If a man doesn't know himself, how will he know the rib that was pulled out of him? Right. Right. And so going back to the woman, it doesn't say when a woman finds a man, she finds a good thing and obtain a favor. It says that when a man finds a wife and when a man is pursuing a woman as he's pursuing purpose, as he's following and pursuing God. He finds his wife along the way. He's not looking for a wife. He's looking for God. And as he's following God, he finds a wife along the way. So if you are, are in a place where you're not um, secure or content in your singleness, you will be, by culture's influence, be pressed to pursue. Right? So uh, how to not pursue a man while showing interest? Listen, you got to show your interest interests. You got to show your interest in your purpose, be interested in your purpose, be interested in God. That's where you show interest. You don't have to show interest to a man. A man of God will be so uh, uh, um, uh, in, not inspired by, but in, in awe of and, 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 and uh, appreciative of you being pressed into God. Right. That's just how a man is. Like I was more attracted to my wife's love for God than I was my wife's looks. Because her commitment to God gave me security that she won't put me before God and she'll put God before me, which means I trust that she's secure in her own self. Not only she's secure in herself, she's secure in her singleness. Not only she's secure in her singleness, she's secure in, in God and she's secure in her purpose. So I don't have to worry about unnecessary weight of carrying her through life because I'm the I'm the prize or whatever, whatever. Right. So how not pursue a man is trust that God's man will pursue you and you don't have to worry about a thing that God's timing is perfect. And you said I was asked out on a date, but it didn't happen. Well, if it didn't happen, it could be God's protection. And you were create, uh, communicating through email. Uh, I wouldn't present. You don't present anything when you're the present. And I don't mean and uh, listen to me, ladies, I don't mean you the prize. A present means present. A pre I, I, I'm present. But in my presence, I present. So when a man finds you as a wife, what do you what can you present to him outside of your looks? What can you present to him outside of your body? What can you present? Are you truly a present if you have nothing to present, if you have nothing to give? Right. So the goal is don't worry about present him an opportunity. Keep presenting yourself, being present and presenting yourself opportunities. So I wouldn't I wouldn't do it at all. My brother, how you doing? Thank you, brother, for my brother from the Y. Thank you so much for watching, Corey. I appreciate you, brother. Tanita says, thank you so much. Amen. How do I find my purpose completely and know that it know that it is what God wants me to do? Well, purpose is something that's already placed in you, my friend. Right. 
You find your purpose by being found by God, allowing yourself to be found, right? Allowing yourself to be found, right? And allowing yourself to be found by God and embrace his, his faithfulness towards you and pursuing you. And when you just let go and fall into him, that in the fact that he has found you and that he's pursuing you, Right. And that's why I'm going to say that for the lady above that a woman won't know how to be pursued and a man won't know how to pursue a woman until they both know how God pursued them. It is God's pursuit of them that makes pursuing valuable. If if a man has, doesn't know what it feels like to be pursued by God and to be found by God and understand that this gracious God's goodness has drew them to a place of repentance, giving them an opportunity for his mind to be renewed, he won't see no value in, in pursuing a woman. A pursuing a woman is just like pursuing a snack. Pursuing a woman won't be uh, about pursuing a woman that will have his back, right? So, so, so. Until both parties understand the value of God pursuing them, a woman won't see the value of, of a man's pursuit and know the difference between value. Because when a woman has been pursued by God, she knows what type of fervor that, that it took. He, she knows what kind of faithfulness that it took. She knows what kind of love that it took. So when a man pursues her differently than how God pursued her, then she'll be like, no, you're not even worth pursuing me. The same thing with a man, right? In pursuing a woman. Y'all both won't know the value of a pursuit, the pursuing process until you first feel the pursuit of God. And so when you allow yourself to rest in the pursuit of God, and now you are purposeful in him and purposeful in you, and then you, in, in the process, you will find out what your purpose is because God has placed inside of you all types of passions, talents, and burdens that coincide to reveal to you exactly what you're supposed to do. So thank you so much. Amen. How do I find my purpose? You find your purpose in God. Uh, when you begin, the more, the more you begin to find your completion in Jesus, that he completes you, then you won't be looking to be completed by anyone else. All that you'll be focused on is completing your purpose because you've been completed by the purpose of Jesus. And with that completion, then you will begin to see what deserves your compliments. We're not talking about, hey, and, and whatever. who deserves you to compliment them? This tie compliments this shirt. These, this shirt and tie compliments these pants. My shoes compliment this outfit. This whole outfit individually are individual ties. Individual tie is an individual shirt, meaning this tie is whole by itself. This shirt is whole by itself. These pants are whole by itself. These shoes are whole by itself. These socks are whole by itself. This beard is whole by itself. It's whole by itself, but when it all comes together, it complements each other because there's a purpose in this outfit. Make sure my wife ain't cold. Okay, no. Okay, good. Make sure with my wife. We got to check in, check in first. So I hope that helped, my friend. And uh, yeah, a chosen. Now, also with that, people want to know their purpose so they can go do it without God. The reason why God only shows your purposes in pieces so that you can stay in peaceful step and stay in peace and stay in his peace and stay at his pace. The reason why God reveals our purpose in pieces so that we're not torn into pieces if we try to step out of his peace to piece it all together. What he does is he shows it in pieces so that you can stay at his pace and trust that he'll reveal it piece by piece. Okay. A chosen paradox says, hi, I'm battling anxiety and not sure how to manage. Well, your anxiety is a, is a, is a result of your life being anchored in something other than God. The Bible commands us. The word of God commands us. God commands us to be anxious for nothing. 
God says be anxious for nothing. That implies that God is able to do anything. God said, I don't care what it is you're facing. Don't be anxious about that because I'm good. Imagine my kids coming to me talking about anxious about food and, I, and anxious wondering if they're going to eat tonight when they've been fed for a thousand days. They've been fed a thousand days. It alleviates all anxiety. Or if my if my, my wife comes to me and says, I'm hungry, and she comes to me like she's starving, and, and she's asking me, are you able to provide? Of course I'm able to provide. You shouldn't even be anxious about that. You know what kind of money I got. You know what I'm doing. They're, they're, she won't even be anxious at all because she's aware of my ability. When you become aware of God's ability, you are not anxious about anything. So you're anxious because you are unsure or not aware of God, how God will uh, will or is willing or how he will provide for the thing that you're anxious about. So practically, I want you to do this. I want you to write on a sheet of paper. What are you anxious about? And in that area, I want you to write down where are your anchors? Because somewhere, somehow your anchor got loose. Oh, that thing wasn't proven to able to keep you stable. And then now you got to assess why haven't you made God the God of the, uh, the God in that area? So you, if you're battling anxiety, the Bible says be anxious for nothing, which means I have to be aware of God's attributes that clearly gives me insight on why I shouldn't be anxious. And it says with prayer and supplication, uh, be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known. God says, hey, man, when you're anxious, talk to me first. Talk to me, process, vent to me so that you can feel the release of the peace that will surpass your heart, will pass surpass all understanding. Meaning you'll be in a complicated situation and you'll be in a situation that may not be pieced together until a full a few days. But a peace will come and you'll be like, I don't understand why I feel that peace. But I know for a fact God has already pieced this all together and you will find a peace that surpasses all understanding. Your friends won't be able to understand it. Your, your husband, wife, nobody may not be understanding, but you know that you got the down payment of peace, letting you know that everything will find itself in place. And they say that peace will keep your heart in mind. That's what the Bible says. Stand still and see the salvation. So write the anxiety down. What are you anxious about? And ask yourself, where in that area have you yet to give to God? And that will show you why you're anxious. And you manage anxiety by constantly replaying uh, uh, over and over again the attributes of God, the, uh, uh, who you are in Christ. And then more practically, um, do some things to supplement that. Go work out. Uh, uh, um, go work out knowing that things will work out. Right? There's a lot and change your diet because some anxiety could be mixed in with some of the things that we are in our foods, a lot of different things. But I pray that anointing in that answer um, is doing the adjustments in your spirit, helping you to advance beyond that anxious state. Christian, if you believe in the son, you don't know the father. If you believe in the son, you don't know the father. I'm guessing I think I don't know what you're saying. The chosen paradise also says any advice on how to pinpoint where anxiety is coming from and how to. Yeah. Um, anchors, you know, anxiety stems from uh, a couple of places. Um, it, it, it can stem from because I went through anxiety. I have anxiety. I had anxiety attacks back in my day to the point that I was in fetal positions. So I know about anxiety. And what got me out of anxiety was becoming more aware of God and more aware of his ability and more aware of his attributes and then getting more active into my purpose and active into making the adjustments from the things that I may have self-caused, self-inflicted things that put me in that anxious state. Two more and I got to go. Ray Chu says, my wife tends to overthink. What's up, Ray? What's up, my brother? My wife tends to overthink and allow a small problem to become bigger than it should. For example, when she has a minor illness, she gets scared and thinks she might die. How do I protect her? Great question. 
Your peace, your peace. Never allow another person's problem, even if it's your partner, to cause you to be rough wrestled out of your peace. Your peace permeates. Your 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 uh, peaceful uh, encouragement, right? Sometimes when it comes to a spouse, they have to go through these various trials. And sometimes you got to go through those trials with them. That's when the fruit of the spirit of long suffering is, is activated. Um, you, you, with a spouse, you don't know what they may have to go through or what they're going through that you're going to have to be there through with them. So the goal is to make sure that while your spouse is going through uh, in the house, uh, um, something small as a mouse that's been made into a size of a house. That's when you allow your worship and your time of God to permeate that house. Right. And what I mean by that is it may need, you may need to kind of up in the area of solidifying your faith so that your faith don't slide with hers. Right. So even though it's a minor illness, just keep encouraging her, serve her, love on her, be patient with her because those things will help her have the right perspectives when she gets out of it and she's stronger because of it, she'll appreciate your long suffering. So you protect her uh, in private and love her in public, in, in, in her presence. What I mean by that, you cover her in prayer. Um, you play the word in the house. Um, you whistle worship music. Let her hear you pray. Let her feel your embrace. Like Let her know that you're there. Encourage her. You see what I'm saying? And don't press her with the word. Because one thing you don't want to do with the with a woman or a man who's anxious is to throw a bunch of scripts in. And the word of God says, rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those that weep. That doesn't mean that you have a pity party with her. That doesn't mean you fall into the Entrapments uh, of of pity, but you but you but you help her out of that pit by being legit and being in your scriptures and and, and really allowing that to permeate through you and utilize Holy Spirit to help you um, process those things with her. Great questions, y'all. Nyla Spence says, "Would God use a seventeen year old for His kingdom? Of course." Or does he prioritize adults because they're more experienced? God, uh, Jesus was about his father's business at twelve. David slayed the slayed. I forgot what age he was. Uh, he was a young man, though. He wasn't in his 20s. He was a teenager when he killed the lion and the bear and he killed Goliath. God can use anybody. There's a lot of people who who are um, who've been walking with God for a long period of time, but ain't walked in God with God in a period of time. <laughs> they walk. They once walked with God, but they thinking they walk with God. But God ain't walking with them. So, yes, the Holy Spirit. God can uh, utilize you at 17, all right? Now, don't get me wrong. There are certain usage that he may not be able to get out of you because of maturity, but he would love to utilize you in your high school. He would love to use your testimony to reach your friends. He would love to use you right now. He is looking for, his eyes are searching to and fro for somebody he can use. So God's priority is not based upon whatever. His priority is based upon his providential uh, 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 knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so don't get don't get so caught up that you're waiting for God to use you. Ask God, how do you desire to use me now, wherever you are? Listen, it doesn't matter where you are in your walk with God. You are useful to him based upon where he sees fit that you're useful. And so right now, wherever you are, God wants to use you to be kind, to be more loving, to be joyful to be patient, to be long-suffering, to be meek, to be gentle, to be kind, to be self-controlled, to, to, to be a witness, you know what I'm saying? And be great. Let's see what I got here. Thank you, B. Hi, Coach. I didn't have much. Listen, 
It doesn't matter how much you have. I appreciate it. I don't care if you give a dollar. I don't care if all you can give is a share. I don't care if all that you can give is to share a video. I don't care if all you can give is a comment. I don't care if all you can give is is a thank you, uh, is a a message. I appreciate however y'all support. So don't ever think that what you have a little that I don't appreciate. I appreciate the $2. I really do. Thank you, B. B uh, B Ramirez. Uh, Okay, yeah, send it to me, man. Coach, I'm sending you. Did you just send me a message? My phone was going off a few minutes ago. Let me see if you sent me something, bro. Okay, gotcha. I'll check on. And if you don't hear from me next two days, message me until I respond to you. Isaiah, what's up, man? Tell fair in the building. I got students in here. Who else I got in here? I see my boy Cheston in here. I better go, y'all. I've been going. I've been approaching the two. Uh oh, hey, amen. <laughs> I've been approaching the. Uh, good to see you too, LaShawn. Good to see you too, girl. How you doing? I better go. I feel in my spirit. I'm done. Love you all. I'm just seeing if I see anything. Um, Got to go, y'all. What's up, family? Y'all all right? All right, love you all. Thank y'all so much for watching. I pray y'all got something out of this. Y'all probably going to get a lot more videos like this when I'm at work because it's easier to manage. It's easier to do. And so when I get home, I can be with my boo. You feel me? But I love you all. Thank y'all so much for watching. I pray y'all got something out of it. Y'all can definitely watch the replay. We got 41 people in here. This is a good time. This is a good time to fish. It's good. Good night to you too. Also check out some books that I got. Um, like my latest book, Facts Over Feelings. If you need to learn how to process your feelings so that you get back to fulfilling your purpose, great book here to help you daily process your feelings so you can get back to fulfilling your role as a husband, wife, um, student, entrepreneur, businesswoman, businessman, whatever role that you're supposed to face that you're supposed to fulfill in life. Uh, this book will help you to do that. Also, check out my book on wholeness. If you want to learn how to hold the important things of life well, this book will be a good book for you. If you need one-on-one coaching, now I got I know a lot of people have been messaging me. I'm gonna get back to y'all, but I get a lot of inquiries. Inquiries, I think that's how I said. And so please be patient with me. I'm gonna get to you all if I can. Um, if the time is matching if, and, and life matches as well. So if you need coaching, let me know. Relationship, spiritual, singleness, purpose, brain, let me know. Um, I cite, I look through them often to see what I'm capable of doing. So let me know what your budget is and I'll see what I could do for you. If you want to learn more about singleness and how to maximize, there's a great book for that there. If you want to learn how to date God and date yourself to become dateable so that you can date the love of your life forever, there's a great book on that as well. It has great questions in it to either help you end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. If you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will be a great resource for you to help you untitle soul ties, uproot those strongholds. If you're faced with something, you don't know if it's a counterfeit or a counterpart, this book will help you to discern the will of God for your life, to see what it shouldn't fit your life and what should fit uh, play a major part in your life. Great book there. If you have young people that would need that needs a book of encouragement of wise sayings called Esiums to help them uh, navigate the turbulences of 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 of, of school, there's a book good book there. If you need a book on spiritual warfare and how to put on the whole armor of God, this book would be a great resource for you too. Also, we got merch on our website, all that good stuff. All available now on my website, IamUnplugged.com. And like I always say, if you feel led to support what I do, you can support by subscribing, by sharing, um, by giving as well. If you feel like, hey, 
uh, I want to support what he does for his YouTube channel as well as support what he does with the I work at a school and how I support. I just helped the young man build a brand today. And so you'll be able to help us to really get some things into that young man's life. And we have three others and other kids that we can support. Uh, we'll appreciate your support in defense. Or if you just want to feel you feel that to give, we appreciate it. We love you, my wife and I. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll catch you on the next time. Peace.